Okay, we're back. We got big week 11 matchups this week. Um, a lot goes into these matchups. We're getting closer and closer to playoff time, playoff football. Um, also, I'm going to talk about Dak. I'm talking about a lot of quarterbacks today. So, buckle your seatbelts. I'm going to give you my edited Super Bowl bubble as well. So, buckle your seatbelt and let's go, guys. Let's go. We ready? Okay, so we all watched the Sunday night game. Vikings law Viking Vikings beat the Cowboys, going to the Dallas beat the Cowboys 28-24. We all watched the game on Sunday night. The entire, entire like all of America watched the game. And with the Cowboys, we all know they have a good roster. We all know that. We all know they have a good roster. But with the Cowboys, there's this there's this ceiling. There's a ceiling that they, they that they have. There's a ceiling that they have. And with this caliber of team and the players that I see on this roster and that they the things that they do exceptionally well, it shouldn't be a ceiling. This team should be able to win multiple playoff games and get to the Super Bowl. But I finally pointed out the problem. And it's not like I. And when I say finally, I don't mean like it's. I've been searching for the problem, but for some people, you know, they like to blame it on others. But Dak Prescott played well. Down fourteen zero, at home, no running game, against a really good roster. Probably, if you outside the quarterback position, probably the best roster in football. The Cowboys were down 14 nothing, with no rush offense, no productivity from Ezekiel Elliott. And Dak, some way, somehow, threw for 397, 26 of 40, 48, and three touchdowns. And looked very poised, looked smooth, looked accurate, making all the throws, adjusting things at the pre-play before, at the line of scrimmage, pointing out things. Making sure he went through his right reads, going through all his progressions, look real athletic. Dak is no longer the problem. Dak is getting better. Dak, Dak is now. You can no longer say Dak is not this. Dak is not that. Dak has gotten better. Dak has become more accurate, despite not having a running game. He he still kept the Cowboys with a chance to win the game. You don't you realize the the Dak's last few losses. You you can date back to last year. You can date. You can go back, but for for this just for this year to make it easier. Just this year, the Cowboys four losses. The Vikings loss, the Jets loss, the Saints loss, and the Packers loss. 
Dak Prescott has played well enough. He has played well enough to where due to, you know, despite being trailing in all those games, despite not having great statistical numbers or his supporting cast not helping him out, despite all of those things, you can go back and look at once you can go back and look at every single one of those losses. And at the end, Dak Prescott has the ball in his hands to win the game. So Dak is not going to lose you the game. If anything, Dak does more. He serves more. He serves more justice than than do than do harm. Dak is no longer the problem. Because I know a lot of Dak haters or people not even they don't have to be haters, but people that critique Dak. You know, they always used to blame the losses on Dak. You know, the defenses are keying in on Zeke, and they're going to put eight bo- eight guys in the box on Zeke, and, and the defense are going to force Dak to beat them. Well, Dak beats them now. Dak, Dak beats those type of looks and coverages. Minnesota keys in on the run. Dak, Dak, Dak tore that secondary apart. He tore that secondary apart. And he had the ball in his hands. He had a chance to seal the game-winning drive. To score the game-winning go-ahead touchdown. And this is just this is just show this just shows me. This just shows me. And it should also show Cowboy fans who the real problem is. Jerry Jones was watching. Cowboy Nation was watching. We all saw what was going on. We all knew what was going on. Minnesota got up early. Minnesota got Minnesota has one of the best rosters in football. Like, where's the weak point in Minnesota's roster? Good running backs, check. Good O-line, check. Good receiving core, check. Good tight end, check. Good front seven, check. Nice linebacking core, check. Nice secondary, check. You, you, you really can't spot a weakness on this team. You really can't spot a weakness on this Minnesota this Minnesota Vikings team. And for in 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 order and for Dak to be down fourteen nothing early. With no running game, so that means you you eliminate Zeke. You eliminate Zeke, probably the Cowboys' most electrifying player on offense. You eliminate you you eliminate him automatically because Minnesota's shutting down the run. They're not gonna let Zeke beat them apart, eat them apart. Dak, they they put the ball in Dak's hands, and Dak, he did his due. He did his due. And for you guys that is one that's wondering, so what's the ceiling? We all know who's the ceiling. We all know wh- who is stopping this team's pro- progression. We all know this team should be going upward. Like I said, like I mentioned, this is this is a Super Bowl caliber team, but it's coaching. Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett is the is the thing that stops. The Cowboys from progressing. 
Jason Garrett is. Jason Garrett's the problem. Play calling, the lack of energy that that the team that the team comes out with, inconsistency like consistency problems. The Cowboys that's been their thing this year. They haven't been so consistent. They haven't they haven't they, they haven't been so consistent. So that's been a, a nagging issue this year. After the third, after the second, third, third loss, you're like, okay, with the consistency issues, you'd think they get it together. No, it's still going on. You know, teams don't come out to play sometimes. Then when they get down early, they try to come back, and sometimes it work, and it don't work against really good teams like Minnesota. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't work. But that is a Jason Garrett problem. And he has had this job for 10 years. And he has had a plethora of talent. And he has had multiple winning teams and winning seasons and teams that some feel like are Subo caliber. Many, 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 many media members think that this Cowboy team could be a, a potential Super Bowl contender. But the one thing that holds them back for picking the Cowboys to go all the way it's coaching. It's Jason Garrett. It's Jason Garrett. And, you know, the Cowboys, they'll win a division. Yeah. He, Jason Garrett, he'll win you 10 games, 10, 11 games. He'll do that. He'll do that. That's because he got good talent around him. Good talent, you know, 10, 11 games. He'll win those. And he'll win a, and he'll, he'll win a division, which, 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 he has, which he has done numerous times. He'll win, he'll win a division. And depending on, the ma- depending on the matchup, he might win you a home playoff game. He might win you a home playoff game, depending on the matchup. But after that, like, you're talking about a division to win, an NFC championship. Like, no. 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 It's not happening. It's not happening with him with him at the coaching position. It's not happening. Lack of adjustments. Minnesota had a Minnesota, Mike Zimmer in Minnesota had a game plan coming out at come, coming out there. They had a game plan. They was like on defense, we we we're going to we're going to shut down Ezekiel Elliott as best as best as possible. We're going to shut him down. He's not going to have no impact on this game. Force Dak to beat him. Okay. Defense didn't play too well. That that game plan it, it, it worked somewhat. Dak just beat you. That's what you wanted, though. Offensively, they was like, hey, we're going to run the ball down the throat. We're going to run the ball down their throat. Throw a little screen passes here. Kirk Cousins just don't turn the ball over. Minnesota had that same game plan throughout the entire game. Mike Zimmer never looked nervous. Mike Zimmer never had. He, he didn't have to make adjustments. He didn't have to make adjustments. Once again, Cowboys get down early. Jason Garrett has a bad game plan. Dak shines. Dak keeps the Cowboys in the game. Dak has a chance. Play call. You give it to Zeke. Third and one. Even though you haven't ran the ball well, you still give it to Zeke. He 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 has had he he's had little to any production all night, but you're gonna give it to him on a critical down. Go ahead, do it. Okay. How smart is that? I don't know. Even though Dak has 400 yards in the air, I don't know how smart is that to give Zeke the ball when he hasn't had 
No effectiveness running it, but Dak has 400 passing yards. You take it out of Dak's hands, and then you throw it to Zeke again. Lack of coaching. Lack of coaching. And that's what's going to hold the Cowboys back this year. That's what's going to hold them back until they fire this guy. He is the ceiling. You know? He's the ceiling. Because I'm sure Cowboy fans are sick or tired of winning 11 games on a yearly basis. Winning the NFC East. You know, getting the home playoff game. But then after that, never seeing any more. Like, not going any further than that. I know Cowboy fans are pissed. I know they I know they're sick and tired of that of that whole of that whole theme. Winning division, winning eleven games, going to the playoffs, winning the home playoff game, losing the divisional. I know you gotta be tired of the trend. Jerry has to be tired of the trend. He has to be tired of the trend. Until they give it to Jason Garrett, it's going to be a continuous theme and trend. He's the reason. He's he's the guy that's holding the Cowboy team. That's holding this Cowboy team back. He's the guy. He's the guy. He is the guy. He's the reason why he's holding this Cowboy team back. It's quite pitiful. But he's the reason why. Which one me say? He's the reason why. Dak played phenomenal. Dak kept you in the game. Dak brought you back in the game. Jason Garrett, you know, don't make adjustments, okay. We saw it last year with the Rams. With the Rams game. In the Rams game. Didn't make adjustments. The Rams just kept doing what they want to do. That led to the Cowboys' demise. Same thing here. T- Coaches, like just look, just look at the list of coaches that he's gonna have to prepare for and face in the postseason. Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, possibly Sean Payton, Pete Carroll. These are Hall of Fame coaches. Matt Lafleur doesn't look bad. These are Hall of Fame coaches that might that 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 Jason Garrett's gonna have to face. And he's not going to make no adjustments. Mike Zimmer. These are top 10 caliber head coaches that he's going to have to face. And I just feel bad for the Cowboys because they're getting held back due to his coaching. That's why the Cowboys often hit a ceiling earlier than what they should. Their ceiling should be much higher. But it's not. Due to Jason Garrett. So on to the next quarterback. On to another organizational problem. And it's a good one and a bad one. It's good and it's bad. It's good because Patrick Mahomes is... He's tremendously good. He's tremendously blessed. I mean, he is great. He is he's elite, he's an elite guy. He's he has he's an elite talent. He is great. That's good to always have on your team, right? You know, that's always good to have on your team. But what is bad is Kansas City. Kansas City is like, hey, Mahomes, 
Go out there and, and, and be great. Our defense is going to give up a lot of points, but we need you to go out there and be great. And if you be great, we win most of the time, but if even if you still are great, we might lose to the Titans. That's led by Ryan Tannehill. How in the hell did the Kansas City Chiefs lose to, to the Titans? Kansas City has lingering problems. They don't run the ball enough, and they can't stop the run. They're 31st in stopping the run, and they don't run the ball nearly enough. I love Patrick Mahomes. I love Andy Reid. And I, you know, I was really hoping and wishing that Andy Reid can one day get over the top and win that big game that he is not, you know, that media members say he hasn't won. Which, to be honest, he really hasn't. But I feel like he's won a lot of big games. But they're, they're talking about the biggest game. Andy Reid has yet to do that. And I was really hoping that this is the year he could do it. This is the year that I really hope that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes had a chance to do it, had a shot to do it. I still, I still do think they have a shot. I still do. But the the the, the Chiefs are too Mahomes reliant. Reliant. It's Mahomes or bust. It's Patrick Mahomes or bust. If Patrick Mahomes go out and play great, they'll win. If he doesn't, if he plays average, they'll pro- they'll most likely lose because their defense is god awful. The defense is god. It gets ran on. It gets thrown on. It gets. It, I mean, anybody could do anything to Kansas City defense. It, I mean, and it's showing it, like the last few weeks when Matt Moore's behind center, the defense really showed they 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 showed me something different. This defense really showed me another side of them, another version. They know they showed me another version of themselves when Matt Moore's behind center. Cause I guess you know the, the defense went out there and thought, oh, no Patrick, so. You know the offense really kind of needs us this week. We gotta go. Back, we gotta go out there and play. That should be that, just because Patrick Mahomes come back. That shouldn't be. That sh- that that doesn't mean hey we're gonna go ahead, Patrick, do your thing. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is gonna do his thing. Can the defense get stops? Can the defense generate stops, turnovers? I mean, this defense this defense doesn't help out Mahomes whatsoever. And it's similar to Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. Was was similar to Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. From about 2011 to about... From 2011 to last year, Green Bay was Aaron Rodgers a bus. It was Aaron Rodgers and Aaron, go out there and play great and we'll probably win. Aaron, if you play average, we probably would lose. So we just need you to play great at all times, Aaron. Patrick Mahomes can't be Kansas City's only identity. It can't be. Green Bay's identity was too. It was Aaron, it was Aaron Rodgers, and only Aaron Rodgers. No defense, no pass rush, no running game. Their their identity was only Aaron Rodgers. It can't be like that. Now, K- 
Kansas City, don't, don't get me wrong, Kansas City might go in there, sneak in, and, and win one Super Bowl. But you look at all the talent that they have offensively, you look at the you look at the offensive mastermind that Andy Reid is, and then just the talent, the quarterback talent of Patrick Mahomes, you're gonna be you think ten years later, you're gonna be like, shouldn't Kansas City have more more than one Super Bowl? And then I'd be like, Yeah, they should have more than one Super Bowl. Yes, absolutely. They should have more than one Super Bowl. But the two Patrick Mahomes reliant and you know, if he don't, if he doesn't play like spectacular, they'll lose. And even if he does play spectacular, they'll probably still lose. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, but ten years later, we'll be thinking about oh, Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes. Shouldn't Patrick Mahomes have more than one Super Bowl title? Yeah, he should. Just like how we're doing Aaron Rodgers right now. We always think back, go back to Aaron Rodgers. Ten years later, ten years ago, Aaron Rodgers, 2010, won his first Super Bowl championship. Ten years later, fast forward ten years later, we're like, shouldn't Green Bay have won more than one Super Bowl in that ten-year span? I mean, the the talent of Aaron Rodgers, shouldn't shouldn't you won, won more than one Super Bowl title? It's two, it's two, that's your only identity. Two Aaron Rodgers dependent. Two Patrick Mahomes dependent. You need those guys to play spectacular every Sunday? Just to have a chance to win? It's not a perfect formula. It's not a perfect formula to win a Super Bowl. It's not sustainable. You gotta get help from the defense. It's very similar to, to, to I mean, with Mahomes, what Mahomes is going through right now is what Aaron Rodgers went through from like 2012 to last year. That that six seven year span where Green Bay were you know nonchalant about free agency, nonchalant about the draft, didn't get Aaron no weapons, didn't give Aaron no defense. And it was like, hey, Aaron, you're 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 great. So we're gonna just go ahead and rely on you so much. Hey, if you play spectacular, we'll probably win. If you don't, we probably lose. Same thing. The same situation is going on right now in Kansas City. Kansas City has a lot of weapons offensively. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. What happens where you know? Because you know the NFL salary cap is is yay big. You know, it's yay big. It's not that flexible. What happens to what happens to when you know you gotta you gotta you can't re-sign one of those explosive targets, and then you really gotta you you know Patrick really has to step up his play to an, and take it to the next level because he doesn't have that explosive weapon, you know. What happens when you can't re-sign some of those guys? What what happens when you can't re-sign one of your offensive linemen? What do you tell Patrick Mahomes then? I'm telling you. you in this league, hey, New England, look at look, just just take notes. Look at New England, New England. That's Tom Brady is not their only identity. New England has a great defense, good running game, proper running backs, Bill Belichick and the coaching. Then Tom Brady, that's their identity. Russell Wilson, when he won the Super Bowl title, when the Seahawks would have run defense, Marshawn Lynch, running game, Pete Kerr, Russell Wilson. That gotta have multiple layers, multiple identities. Baltimore right now, hey, good run def- good run defense, can run the ball, time possession. John Harbaugh's a good coach. That's their identity. 
That's their identity. 49ers, good defense, good running game, good head coach, then Jimmy Garoppolo. That's their identity. Same thing with the Saints. Running game, good D-line, good O-line, Sean Payton, Drew Brees as well. That's the, they have multiple layers and identities. Multiple layers and identities. Multiple layers and identities. This this Mahomes thing is not sustainable. He's he's gonna win. He's gonna throw a lot. He's gonna throw a lot of touchdowns. He's gonna he's gonna calculate and pick up a lot of yards. He's gonna have multiple MVP titles. But Super Bowl titles, if they continue on this path, and if Kansas City don't get him no help defensively or don't get him a running game, they're gonna be in trouble. They're gonna be in trouble as far as Super Bowls, and we'll be going back, fast forwarding ten years later. We'll be looking back and looking ahead and be like, hey. Kansas City, they only had one Super Bowl title. Patrick Mahomes only has one Super Bowl title. Shouldn't he have more? Yeah, he should. I'll be back with the next segment. Um, yep. Okay, so I am back. Um, I want to give you guys my Super Bowl bubble. My Super Bowl bubble, I'm really uh, zoning in on this because we're getting closer to closer. We're getting closer and closer to playoff football. And I just think I want you guys, I just want you guys to know my, my Super Bowl contenders. Now, it has changed. Um, if you recall last time, I don't, keep, I don't do it on a weekly basis, but I try to do it every now and then. But if you recall... I had the Cowboys inside of it. We can start right there. The Cowboys are now outside of my playoff bubble. Um, if you listened to the early sec- earlier segment, you would have known that I got on Jason Garrett. I was very critical of Jason Garrett, and I think he is the ceiling. That That's the reason why the Cowboys um, have a ceiling. I think that's the reason why, coaching. Um, so Dallas outside my Super Bowl bubble. Um, and Kansas City is outside my Super Bowl bubble too. Um, I think Kansas City 
they're they're I don't like them defensively. They don't stop the run and they don't run the ball enough, nearly enough for my liking. Um, especially going into postseason football. So I, I think they can win a couple games, but as far as winning a Super Bowl, I don't think they can do that this year. I don't think they have the personnel defensively to do it this year. Um, unless they lock up defensively, I don't think they have the personnel to do so and compete for a Super Bowl title this year. Um, now, Houston. I have Houston inside my Super Bowl bubble. Um, Houston inside my Super Bowl bubble because, first, Deshaun Watson, an explosive offense that they have. Um, I, I love it. I love it. But historically, Houston has a bad rep, and rightfully so, for not showing up in the postseason. They have a bad rep, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to remember that, that reputation that they have. But I do like this Texans team. So that's why they're in my Super Bowl bubble. Um, next in the AFC, the New England Patriots. I have the Patriots in my Super Bowl bubble uh, due to the experience. Due to if they ha- if they have two to three games at Foxborough, if they have home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and anything that every anything through the AFC has to go through Foxborough, I'm going to choose New England and win it all. Uh, or at least get to the Super Bowl. At least I, I mean I, I just can't go bet. Can't I just can't bet against them? They have been doing this for so many years, so consistent, despite their liabilities um, and, and, and effectiveness down you know down the stretch as far offensively. I still can't go against this New England Patriots team. And then my last team coming off the AFC in my Super Bowl bubble is the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they like I, I've been saying in my top ten, they have the perfect formula. They have the perfect formula to beat a good quarterback. And that's by simply taking them and keeping them off the field. The Ravens lead the league in time possession, rush offense, rush they 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 lead rush yards. They lead they lead the league in all those in those those important categories to slow down a prolific offense or a prolific quarterback. They slow they slow that down very well. So Baltimore is inside my Super Bowl bubble. Uh, on to the FC. Minnesota, I have them in there. I was I've been calling them fools gold for a minute now. I've been calling I've been calling Minnesota's fools gold for a minute. But, you know, they've been winning a couple games. Um they've been winning a couple games. They beat a Cowboy team that's a playoff contender. They they beat so, I mean, I can't get mad at them. They have a formula. At least I know the identity. I know what I'm going to get from Minnesota. I know what I'm going to get from Minnesota. But I still don't trust Kirk Cousins. Um, Green Bay. I like Green Bay when at their best. At their best, they can be anybody. But they're not always at their best. And honestly, quite frankly, I don't trust their defense coming down the stretch. Uh, hopefully they can get some home playoff games at Lambeau because we all know Aaron Rodgers is not is not the same guy um, outside of Lambeau. So hopefully they can land a couple playoff games to to Lambeau and Matt Lafleur strategically in some big spots, uh, iffy of them, and it's just his first rodeo. Um, New Orleans, New Orleans is inside my Super Bowl bubble as well. Um, coach check, Hall of Fame quarterback check. Good defense check, defensive line check, 
Um, they're like just similar to New England, not as bad as New England, but I think they have um some down the field problems as well. They don't have a guy that can really stretch the field. Uh, they got Ted Ginn, but he's a little bit older on a de- on the decline of his career. So they don't really have a down the field, you know, perimeter threat neither. But they have Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, guys. Those guys are all pro type guys, and those will get those will do well. Those will serve them just fine. Um, like I said, hopefully New Orleans, similar to Green Bay. Hopefully New Orleans can land a couple home games in that dome. Next, Seattle. Seattle, I think they're very Russell Wilson dependent. They're inside my bubble. I think they're very Russell Wilson dependent. Um, it's Russell Wilson a bust, but their defense came to play. Their defense came to play the other night. Um, I was, Javion Clowney was so dominant. He was so dominant. Um, but I think they're Russell Wilson. They're, they're a little bit too dependent on Russell Wilson. But I do like their coaching, and I do like their defense a little bit better than Kansas City's. Um, and then lastly, 49ers. Uh, 49ers defense, they have the best record in football. Tied for the best record in football now. Um, their, their defense is still dominant. Front seven is probably the best in foot in football. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is the weakest, is the is the one question mark. I'm not going to say weakest link. He's the one question mark that still lies on and, you know, that that, that's, that still hangs out around some people's mind about the 49ers and their Super Bowl possibilities and aspirations. He is the one thing that um, withstands that, that guarantee with the 49ers. Um, if, you know, so... I have them at, they're still a pretty good, they're still a really good team. And some will probably still say, some will probably still say that they're the best team in the NFC, in the NFL, period, due to their defense and their running game, Kyle Shanahan. But they still have question marks with Jimmy Garoppolo. So that is my Super Bowl, that is my edited Super Bowl bubble. Bubble. Okay, before I get into my next segment, um, breaking news, Carmelo Anthony has just agreed to a non-guaranteed deal with the Portland Trailblazers to join the Pacific Northwest with Damian Leonard and CJ McCollum. Once again, Carmelo Anthony just signed a non-guaranteed deal with the Portland Trailblazers um, to join Damian Leonard and CJ McCollum. So, breaking news, if you know just had to get that out to you guys because that just happened and transpired. So, still let's play the Browns this week. This this on Thursday, right? Okay. I'm gonna give you my pick. I'm gonna give you my pick um, on the game. But I'm gonna I'm, I want to describe the AFC North. I want to describe the AFC North. I want to tell you about the AFC North. Now, the AFC North, I think, is a it, physical division. Very physical division, of course. A um, lot of lot of te- these team, all these teams, all these teams are interesting. All these teams can get captivate um, some loyal fan bases as well. Even going through the bad, go- even going through the bad, the bad times like the Browns, loyal fan bases. Now consider the AFC North. You got four friends, and you're like, okay, I need, uh, and you're moving. And you need, and you're moving across town. I'm gonna characterize each team. The Steelers, 
Mm, the Stills will probably show up in a U-Haul truck. Nice, nice U-Haul truck where you can, nice size U-Haul truck where you can fit, you know, a couple bedroom sets, couches, uh, probably in the, you know, even a dresser. They're gonna show. They're gonna be dependable. That you're gonna bring. You're gonna be able to move a lot of stuff. All the big stuff with the Steelers. They're gonna be. They're gonna show up. They're gonna be dependable, healthy, um, no excuses. Nice, rich tradition. The Steelers. Th- th- that's how they're gonna show up to 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 when you when you have to move. That's how they're gonna show up. Um, next, the Ravens. The Ravens will show up in a pickup truck. The Ravens will show up in a pickup truck. They have, uh, they, you know, they have run the move a, you know, a couple dressers and drawers, maybe even a TV stand, or maybe, you know, something like that. They will show up with with a pickup truck. They will show up with a pickup truck. You know, they they're nice and dependable as well. Not as dependable as the Steelers. Um, don't have the same history as the Steelers. Like the Steelers is like your best friend. You know, the, you met this guy in college. You met the Ravens in college. You met Baltimore in college. But a dependable, nice friend. Who will show up in a pickup truck and you know he'll be able to get a lot of stuff over there to across town to your new home. Uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati will show up in a SUV. They'll show up in a, you know those little those those six seat SUVs where you can only you know probably fit a couple drawers. You know if you if you pull the seat down, this the you you probably get a couple drawers in there maybe maybe in a TV maybe even a TV stand. You you know you'll be able to get that in there, and then the Cleveland Browns, the Browns will show up in a sedan. The, the Browns will show up in a four door sedan, where you'd be like, I guess some clothes can fit in there. The Browns is that friend where you like you gotta keep him in track and keep him on point because he's just pathetic. He's pathetic, and that's what the that's what the Browns are pathetic. That's so the Steelers will show up in a nice size U-Haul truck, not big, but nice size U-Haul truck. Then the the, the Ravens, Baltimore, they'll show up in a pickup truck. You know, you can nice and dependable. They'll show up in a nice Ford F one fifty. And then the Cincinnati Bengals, they'll show up in an SUV. You know, those little six, those little five six seater SUVs. You'll be able to pull the seat down, get a couple drawers in there. And the Browns would show up in a sedan. Where you can say like, "Hey, maybe you can take those boxes of clothes." That that that's how the Browns would show up. So I say all that to say, Pittsburgh's gonna win tonight. Pittsburgh's gonna win tonight. Uh, I think it's gonna be a close game, and I think even the Browns. I think the Browns come out striking tonight. I think the Browns come out striking tonight. They come coming off the victory against Buffalo. It, it showed me more about Buffalo than the Browns. I mean. It showed me more about Buffalo than the Browns. I mean, Buffalo, we already knew they had, they, they we already knew they had, um, you know, some some limitations offensively. But then, you know, they just ran into a good defense, and the Browns caught fire. I think the Browns will come out firing tonight. But I think ultimately the Steelers will win tonight's game. Um, my final score would be twenty four twenty. Now I, I I like Pittsburgh. I like how the way Pittsburgh been playing. Great defense so far. Nice young defense. Um, exceptional front seven. Their front set. Their front seven is is very exceptional. Um, so I characterize the AFC North. Pittsburgh and Baltimore, dependable guys. Pen, dependable friends. Cincinnati, uh, uh, so so. And then Cleveland, pathetic. Cleveland's pathetic. The Browns are pathetic. So.
I want to uh, uh, let's talk about Baker Mayfield. Let's talk about Baker Mayfield. Baker is um he's been struggling this year. We all know he's been struggling this year. We all know that Baker Mayfield has been struggling this year and you know, looking at what we saw looking at the last 10 games, 10 13 games that we saw last year, though that that play and that performance hasn't transpired over to now or this year. He's had some some bad some really bad moments. But I'm just looking at all the young quarterbacks. I'm looking at all the young quarterbacks. I'm looking at Lamar Jackson. Just look at Lamar Jackson. Look at that draft class. That, that, remember the first round with Sam Darnold. I mean, with Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. And I'm going to show you how, like, how quick this league can turn around. Ten games ago, before the season started, dating back to last year, everybody was going Baker case and Baker this and Browns this and Browns that. Gets all the commercials. Lamar was busy working on his game. Lamar was too busy in the weight room. Lamar is get, was getting bigger. I don't know if you noticed, but Lamar Jackson's gotten bigger. You can see it around the neck area. He's gotten bigger. and He, 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 he seems more put together. He's built. He's built the last. He's got bigger, stronger. He was working on his precision passing. He got better as a quarterback. Baker was too busy doing commercials. Getting married. Hanging out with Odell. Too worried about that. While Lamar Jackson, while Lamar was getting better, stronger, quicker, faster. And now look at how the tables have turned ten ye- ten games later. Ten games later, the Ravens are seven and two. They went there eight and two. The leading division. A lot of people are calling them the AFC favorites. Lamar Jackson's in MVP conversations. Coming into the season, many many thought that the Browns and Baker would have a good year and great year. I just didn't see that. I just didn't see that. So, looking at Baker, he's turned into a one-read guy. He's a, he, many say he's a one-read guy, which he is. He's a one-read guy. Unathletic. I don't know if you noticed. Know I pointed this out several weeks ago. Where anytime Baker Mayfield try, he, Baker tries to, you know, get get out of the pocket. Try to escape the pocket. He can't. He can't because those the, the the linemen and the linebackers are quicker than him. So unathletic, not the strongest arm. We thought he was a little bit accurate. His accuracy been has been inconsistent this year. Just looking at all the young quarterbacks in the league, Dak has gotten better. Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson are in MVP conversations. Then MVP conversations. Jared Goff, he hasn't gotten better. Jared Goff, you know, he he he's fell off a little bit. But that's because he bad offensive line, injuries around him. Sean McVay and the offense, it's not as creative as it used to be. But this shows how the league has changed. Ten games ago, dating back to last year, 
Everybody wanted to copy the Rams. Everybody wanted to copy the Rams' success. Everybody wanted to copy the Rams' blueprint. Ten games later, you fast forward into this year. You fast forward into this year. Sean McVay, I mean, has he lost his, his creative juices? Has he lost his creative, his, his creative juices? Has he lost it already? It's been, what, three, four years now. I think the Rams have bounced back, but has he lost his creative juices already? It just shows you how league, how this league can, can switch on you and how quick it changes. It just shows you how quick this league changes. It just shows you how quick this league can change. You know? Just 10 games ago, everybody wanted to copy the Rams. Everybody wanted to copy the Rams. Just 10 games ago. Now you look at them, they're not as effective as they used to be. Not as effective as they used to be. Not as effective as they used to be. But like I said, I'm looking at all of these young quarterbacks and Bake is falling is falling. He's falling. He's falling behind. And get this. Check this stat out. The Cle- all of the last six Cleveland Brown coaches that have been fired have all been fired after the Browns face the Steelers two times. After the Sexos, after the second meeting between the Browns and the Steelers. The last six coaches have been fired after those games. So that shows me that Cleveland, instable, panics, often panics, don't make the right mistakes, don't make the right reads, don't make the right, don't, don't make the right moves. And that's those were the things that I said early in the draft when dra- when Baker was when people were talking about Baker might go number one and then when he went number one that was what I was saying. Excuse me, that's what I was talking about. You have to overcome all of these things in Cleveland, and then the just the productivity on the field can he overcome that? Can he overcome that? But like I said, my game pick tonight, I think the Browns are going to win. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the Browns the edge. I think the Browns are going to win. I mean, the Steelers are going to win. 24-27. Steelers win. So, I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, it's been real. I hope that... You guys continue to click on, keep clicking and listening. Um, You guys are doing a good job at that. We're doing great. We're doing great. And I thank you guys for keep listening and keep hanging in there and just keep clicking on this this podcast. means a lot. So without further ado, I'm out. Adios, amigos. See you on the next episode.